0: Today's subject is equipped for outreach, and uh, what we want to do is um, we're going to look at three different uh, three different ways of doing outreach within youth work. And I've uh, asked three great friends of mine, um, all serving um, uh, in different churches across the country, and uh, all reaching out to young people, all seeing real fruit of um, of young people from uh, from their communities coming in and uh, connecting with church and connecting with God, but all doing um, very different models um, of outreach so we've given them 10 minutes each Um, Firstly, we're going to hear from Gemma, who is going to be looking at the whole subject of uh, reaching out through friends, uh, friendship evangelism. Then we're going to hear from Tom, um, who's going to be looking at putting on a kind of a youth social night um, and uh, in the local area and how that kind of connects with young people and some of the stuff with that. And then we're going to hear from Jake, who is going to talk on doing a community project in his in his town and how that is kind of affecting um, at the local area and young people and seeing them draw in. So three different areas. I'm sure you'll get stuff from, from each one of them. Uh, it's really good to remember we're all different. We're all kind of doing different things in different places. So I hope this will give you a flavour of some, some some ideas that are working, that are working well. They're going to share some of the challenges um, that they're facing, some of the stuff that has that really connected, some of the reasons behind um, why they do what they do and, uh, and hopefully give you some well they will, they'll give you some great wisdom into that. Then at the end if there's time we will take some questions. So if you want to jot down any questions questions you have throughout, and uh, we'll do a bit of a Q&A at the end. So, can we start by welcome, welcoming Gemma?
1: Hello. As Wayne said, my name's Gemma. I currently co-lead a youth work at Real Life Church in Sutton Coldfield, which is near Birmingham. Um, but really, my whole Christian story has been about youth work. I've um, done youth work as a volunteer in a church on a team. I've done youth work on staff for a church for a couple of years. I'm also a secondary school teacher um, and I've had the privilege of running things like Youth Alpha um, and other youth work things in a school context as well, which has been brilliant. Um, so I'm going to talk to you this morning about friendship evangelism. and. All that is, really simply, is helping our non-Christian friends, or helping our young people to help their non-Christian friends get to know Jesus simply by being their friend. Okay? And I was, I was really pleased that Wayne asked me to speak on this, because this is how I got to know Jesus. Um, I, when I was 14, I met a friend who was a Christian, and she invited me along to her youth group where I made a whole group of friends who knew Jesus. And it was because of my friendships with those people that I first went to church. And really, that's where my journey of getting to know Jesus started. Uh, And a couple of months later, I decided to follow Jesus for myself. Um, That was 16 years ago, and I'm still following Jesus, still getting to know him, um, and love helping young people to do the same. So as a youth leader, I have had the privilege of seeing my own story replicated time and time again. where young people bring their friends along, their friends encounter Jesus, their lives are changed, and they become a Christian. It's my favourite part of youth work. I love it. It's brilliant. Uh, so, just one story from our youth work. Um, we are a church plant, so we 're still fairly small. Um, and We have a young guy called matthew who 's part of our youth work. He first came along to church because he had a sleepover at his friend joel 's house and joel 's family are part of our church. So on the Sunday morning, Matthew had to come to church with joel 's family um, and to cut the short story short a couple of years later. Matthew and both his parents are now Christians. Last year they all got baptised. They're serving in our church and fully involved. And that's friendship evangelism. That's the fruit of it. But friendship evangelism isn't something that we have invented. It's not something that the modern church came up with. Um, It's actually something that Jesus and his disciples did. If you read through the Gospels, you'll see them spending time with people. They had dinner with people. They went to parties With people. And when the people encountered Jesus, their lives were changed. Their hearts were changed. One really good example of this that I really like is the story of Levi, the tax collector. It's in Mark chapter 2, and Jesus calls Levi out, and Levi follows him. And then one of the first things that Levi does after following Jesus is to invite Jesus to his house to have dinner with his other friends and his tax collector colleagues. And that was the kind of thing that Jesus did all the time. And his disciples did it all the time. He was known for it, and the Pharisees hated him for it. They hated that he spent time with sinners. And at the end of that story in Mark 2, the Pharisees asked Jesus, Why do you eat with such scum? And Jesus' reply is really simple. I came for sinners. Jesus cares about our friends, and he cares about the friends of our young people who don't know him yet. He's in the business of changing lives for eternity, and we get to be a part of that with him. It's the Great Commission, isn't it? Go and make disciples. And one of the most natural ways that we can do that, and that we can help our young people to do that, is through their friends. And I believe that friendship evangelism, it should be happening. It's it's a part of the Christian life. So you should see it in your youth works as well. So to get a bit practical for you, how do we actually do it? How do we help our young people to introduce their friends to Jesus? So I'm going to tell you about a couple of the things that we've been doing um, and how we equip our young people to do this. So the first thing we do is make it really easy for them to bring their friends along. So at the moment, we once a half term, so about every six weeks, we run a social event. And it's anything our young people, well, within reason, anything our young people want to do. So we've done laser quests, bowling, movie nights, trampoline parks, all of that kind of stuff. And it's simply a chance for them to invite their friends along and have fun together. No hidden agenda, no strings attached, it's just purely social. And it gives their friends the chance to get to know us, to get to know us as a youth work, to get to know their, the friends, Christian friends of their friend, to get to know us as leaders as well. Um, And what we've also started to find is that as leaders, it's really given us an opportunity to get to know the parents of the friends of our youth through emails, sending out information, when they drop them off, when they pick them up. And we've started to make contacts that way as well. We also run a Sunday night youth night. And from the beginning, we deliberately made sure that that was accessible to anyone who turned up, no matter where they were on their journey of getting to know Jesus. So at the moment, we structure it with games, milkshakes lots of social time where they just hang out together. And then we do a 15-minute slot where we put them into small groups and we do some kind of activity or questions that help them get to know each other, helps them get to know us as leaders. We help them get to know what Real Life Church is about and we help them get to know Jesus and what he is about. And we usually use either a list of questions or some kind of activity and there will be something in there that every single young person could engage with. Whether they know Jesus and they love him or whether they have never heard people talk about Jesus before in their lives. There's something in there for them. So a while back one of the things we did in that group time was to create a scale, a big piece of paper of what a journey of getting to know Jesus would look like. So at one end we had, um, I don't know Jesus and I'm not interested in God. That was one end. And it went up to things like, um, I am not a Christian but I've got a few questions questions. Or, I am a Christian, but I don't know how to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And all the way up to, I am a Christian, um, I'm enjoying getting to know Jesus, and I want to keep going with that. And each young person was asked to put their name on the scale, and then just explain to their little group why they'd stuck their name there. It was really helpful. So it gave our Christians a chance to share with their friends a bit about their relationship with Jesus, and to tell their friends that they're a Christian and they're getting to know him. And it helps their friends to find out what it actually means to be a Christian without feeling at all threatened. All they did was stick their name on a piece of paper. And as part of that group time, we always give our young people the opportunity to share stories of anything that God's been doing in their lives and to ask for prayer requests as well. And interestingly, we've found that it's usually the young people who aren't yet Christians who are asking us to pray for the situations in their lives which is brilliant and then when they come back the next time we get to say how's that going we prayed for you has God done anything so that's one way we make it really easy for them to invite their friends along the second way that we're helping our young people introduce their friends to Jesus is by equipping them to follow Jesus themselves So when my friend invited me along to her youth group all those years ago, I met a group of people that were different to my other friends. I could tell that they had something that I didn't. I didn't understand what it was at the time. uh, But as I spent time with them and got to know them, I realized that what made them so different was that they loved Jesus and they wanted to live their life in a way that honored him. They weren't perfect. They were a group of teenagers. uh, But they offered something that the world can offer me, and it was really attractive. It made me want to keep going back there. It was what made me want to go to church in the first place and find out what this thing was. So we need to equip our youth to live lives that are so passionate about Jesus that their friends can't help but notice it and can't help but want to have a part of it. So in Real Life Youth at the moment, we are trying to equip our young people to follow Jesus, mainly through our Sunday teaching, um, so we've just finished a series called Tough Questions, um, which I know it's New Day have stolen our teaching series, Um, we we asked our young people, what are the biggest questions you're getting asked at school by your friends? They came up with a big list, and then we spent a week on each one looking at what the Bible had to say about that and how they could answer the tough questions that their friends were asking them. So we did topics like dating, homosexuality, revenge, forgiveness, loads of different things, and we really wanted to equip them to address their friends' questions in a way that honoured God and was biblical, but also wanted their friends'. As well, and we found that we've started to get a few friends of our youth now coming along on Sundays to our teaching, and they often they don't want to come into the main church meeting; they'll sit out in the foyer, but they'll join us for the teaching. Which means that they are getting to hear about the person of Jesus and gradually finding out what He has to say about the big issues that are going on in their lives. So, if we want to equip our young people for friendship evangelism, we have to teach them about Jesus first. We have to inspire a passion in them for Jesus, for who he is, for what he's done, and what that means for their lives today. It's the things that we're passionate about that overflow out of us. So, our young people have to be really passionate about Jesus before they will want to share him with their friends. So, we make it easy for them to bring their friends along. We're equipping them to follow Jesus. And then, one of the the other ways that we can help our young people with this is by modeling it to them and helping them to be good friends. So in order for people to be one to Jesus through friendship, they first have to know you as a friend, and they have to like you as a friend, and they have to trust you as well before they will open up and listen to what you have to say. So I've spent a while looking back at my own story and considering why I was so accepting of what my Christian friends believed, because I wasn't a naive 14-year-old, I was I was a teenager who liked to think about things. I really liked to make my own decisions. And obviously the Holy Spirit was at work in my heart. I know that. But even before I was open to God, I was open to hearing about what my friends believed. And the reason was because I knew them. I'd gotten to know them on a personal level. They had never tried to deceive me or lie to me. They'd accepted me into their friendship group. They'd shown that they cared about me. I was welcome amongst them. I was a genuine friend of theirs. I was never treated like a project, like they were trying to change me into something else. I was just their friends, and that opened the door for me to get to know Jesus. My hope would be for my friends today that, whether they are Christians or not, that they feel accepted and supported by me, not because I want them to become Christians, obviously I do, but just because they're my friends and I care about them. And that is really important that we communicate that to our young people, that they need to build genuine friendships with the people that they spend time with, not just target someone as a project because they want them to get to know Jesus. And I think our young people live in a culture today where friendship has been distorted. Genuine friendship is distorted. It's become normal to gossip about your friends behind your back. There's a constant anxiety. I see it. I work in a girls' school, and I see it all the time. Constant anxiety that you could be rejected by your friendship group at any point if you happen to not fit in with the current trend that is going on. It's stressful for them and friendship has become more about how many people you know how many contacts you have or how many online friends you have rather than about the quality of your friendships and how genuine they are so in order for our youth to be able to use their friendships to help people get to know Jesus we've got to be able to show them what it actually means to be a good and a genuine friend we have to train them in this It's not something that they will pick up naturally from the world. We have to train them how to build genuine friendships. That means we have to show them things like how to deal with conflict in an honouring way. How to forgive each other. How to fix things when it goes wrong in their friendships. We have to model for them how to speak decently to each other. How to be an encourager rather than a destroyer. We recently spent... The whole of a Sunday morning teaching session discussing the issue of banter with our youth because they wanted to know, is it okay for Christians or not? So we said, okay, we'll spend a morning looking at it We're we'll from both sides. How you could use it to build up friendships, create friendships, and then the other side of it, how it could be used to harm people, to tear them down and destroy them. It's really important that we don't assume they know how to build good quality biblical friendships. Because if we don't train and invest in them in this, the world will. And when I look out at what the world says about friendship, it doesn't match up with what the Bible says. And therefore it won't lead to friendship evangelism. So we have to start with what is friendship first. Just one last note on this. The conflict between what the world's culture says and what the Bible has to say is that often young people feel like they have to be one person when they're with their Christian friends or a youth group and then they have to be a different kind of person when they're with their other friends and that is a misconception that I think is really important that we try to get rid of that we we acknowledge that it's there and then do our best to get rid of that and one of the ways we can do that is by modelling what it looks like to know your identity in Christ and then to live confidently in that in all the different areas of your life that is a big challenge. We have to show them what it looks like to live in line with the Bible while making genuine friendships out in the world. It doesn't mean we have to have it all perfect ourselves, thankfully, but it's really important they see us go on that journey. They hear us talk about the challenges, how hard it is to try and live as a Christian and be building genuine friendships in the world we do have a responsibility as leaders to make sure that when our young people look at our lives, they see something that's worth looking at. They see something that's worth imitating that will help people get to know Jesus. So Wayne asked me if I would share with you what's going well for us at the moment with this and what the challenges are that we're facing. Um, well I said at the beginning, we're um, a growing church plant. So our youth work started as very very small last year at new day we had three young people uh this year at new day we've got 15 young people so we are growing um and the thing that is going really well at the moment is that our youth are brilliant at bringing their friends along they bring their friends to everything and anything and I think it helps that we're a growing church plant because in the early days, if they didn't bring their friends along, there'd have been three or four of them and just as many youth leaders, um, which probably wasn't that fun for them. So they've brought their friends along right from the beginning. Therefore, it's part of the culture. It's part of the culture of our youth work right from the start. So as we grow and continue growing, it remains part of what we do. For our young people, it's completely normal to bring their friends to everything. Our youth nights, our social nights... They're bringing them to church. They've brought loads of them to New Day. Every time I thought I'd finished planning who was going in the tents and who was giving a lift to who, someone would text me and say, I've got another friend who wants to come, which is brilliant. It's a good problem to have. Um, What's also working well is that we are, without really planning for it, seeing a natural progression of friends coming to our social nights, then turning up at our youth nights, and then turning up at church on a Sunday morning, and quite a quick progression as well. They come to a social like get to know us and the next time, the next week they're coming on a Sunday evening and then they're suddenly turning up at church which is fantastic. Um, So we are now gathering quite a nice little group at church on Sundays and often there will be more non-Christians there than Christians which is brilliant. The challenges. I think at the moment one of our biggest challenges is that a lot of our young people are still investigating for themselves what it means to know Jesus personally. So we've got some young people from church families, but they're new to building their own relationship with Jesus. We've got a lot of young people who are not from church families. So they are really passionate about youth. They're passionate about hanging out together and inviting their friends. Um, So we're getting their friends along regularly, but our challenge is to try and nurture that enthusiasm, but also help them to develop a love and a passion for Jesus at the same rate so that they can become lifelong disciples of Jesus. So we are doing all we can to talk about Jesus with them. We teach on him and the amazing gift of salvation. In September, we're going to start a teaching series on Hebrews, which is all about Jesus. Uh, we're doing it by bringing them to New Day and helping them engage in worship. And at the start of the week, our little gang that we've got on New Day this year, there are more non-Christians with us than there were Christians and when we go home we've got more Christians than we have non-Christians which is brilliant. So this is this is an area we've been praying about um, a lot and God has really started to answer those prayers so we are when we get home we will try and keep them engaged in worship and Getting to know him it's really important to us that we we don't just want to grow a large youth group we could do that fairly quickly because they're so good at bringing their friends along we don't want to do that we want to grow and develop disciples of Jesus who will then go out and make disciples of their friends and I think we will have a very big youth group but it will be of disciples of Jesus not just because we're going to gather the whole of Sutton Coldfield into our youth work so a couple of top tips I would say if your youth group is in the early days, if you're starting out, make friendship evangelism part of your DNA. Get it in right at the beginning into the culture so that it evolves naturally as you grow. If your youth group's already quite well established, then I would say do everything you can to make everything you do accessible to non-believers. But at the same time, don't compromise on developing passionate disciples of Jesus. Don't dumb down your teaching from the Bible. Don't shy away from praying. Don't shy away from the supernatural. But make sure that you explain everything that you do and why you're doing it. So this week I've been in the 12 to 14s in the mornings with our younger guys, and I think they've done an outstanding job of this. Most of the young people I took in there weren't Christians at the start of the week, and everything they did in that meeting was explained in a way that they could understand and relate to even down to why we sing songs why do people close their eyes when they pray and when they're worshipping every little bit of christian jargon was explained to them in their language in a way they could relate to which was fantastic and i think that's what we need to do in our youth works when your youth works accessible to anyone who turns turns up the friends of your young people will feel welcomed they feel accepted, they feel comfortable, and that means that they feel comfortable around the things of God. And when they feel comfortable around the things of God, that's when they can start to get to know Jesus, which is what we're doing That's the purpose. That's it.
0: So much uh, good stuff in there. And uh, why don't you just think of a question that you might have, if we have time. It was a it was a very long ten minutes, that one. So, um, um, if we've got time at the end, that you could ask um, on the back of that, let's welcome up Tom Williams.
2: Okay, like Wayne said, my name is Tom. Uh, I help uh, lead uh, Eden, which is a outreach ministry, as you can see on the screen there. Um, that runs out of kcc in southampton where we're both based um and i just thought rather than me uh, try and talk and explain to you what eden is like i'd show you a video that our media team produced a couple of weeks ago um that just shows you that um in a more visual way and a slightly more creative way than i would um, so if we could roll the video
3: Eden started in 2010 as a Friday night event to see the young people in our community impacted by the love of God. It grew from 80 to 350 young people in four years. Now it is no longer just about Friday nights. This year we have been reaching around a thousand young people each month, starting extra midweek Eden groups such as pizza nights, sports, social nights, girls' identity groups, a youth drop-in, youth alpha, as well as mentoring in local schools. The needs of young people are changing, with more and more experiencing loneliness, mental health issues, low self-esteem, family breakdowns and low expectations for their future we the church need to respond eden exists to push back these issues and to fight for our young people to know and encounter the love of god to see them embedded into the life of the church to see them realise that God has created them for a purpose as key players in changing this world and living out all that God has created them to be.
2: Okay, so that video just gives you a little idea um, of what we do and some of the young people that we're ministering to. um, Why we do Eden, if you could just ping on to that. Sorry, Becky. For my work, I have to do, like, presentations about the system that I teach people to use. So I'm used to doing presentations. So sorry if it's very, like... Uh, regimented, and I'm going through point by point, um, but it's just how I'm used to doing things now. Um, so like you heard on the video, Eden is an outreach youth work based in uh, KCC in Hedgend, um that started in 2010. Um, at the moment, we, have, we run bi-weekly, so we run every other Friday, um, and we have roughly between 150 to 200 young people coming every week. Um, they come into our church building, um, and to make that happen, we have a team of over 30 volunteers that come every other Friday night and do all sorts of things like serve, tuck, uh, play sports, uh, clean up toilets, all that kind of stuff. Um, And that helps make that happen. We do it to see the young people of our community impacted by God uh, very, very simply, in whatever way he needs to impact that young person like we said on that video there's so many issues that the young people of this generation are facing and it's so raw and it's so in their face like it never has been before and uh, like uh, the voiceover that you heard was my wife Ali's voice she leads the ministry with me Uh, like she said we as the church need to stand up and do something about that Um, and Eden is our response to that um, in 2010, uh, in our local area, um, the council started cutting money to services for young people. Um, so that was another reason why we started um, Eden up. And at the time, we had a really small youth group in the church, um, but we were encouraged both by a change in leadership in the youth work. Um, and also by prophetic encouragement from the church in general um, to make the most of the fact that we actually have quite a large secondary school just on our doorstep. Um, I'm not quite sure of the exact attendance, but I think there's heading towards a couple of uh, nearly 2,000 young people in that school, Um, and we're just a church uh, sat in the same town as that, and we were encouraged to make the most of the fact that we had so many young people just on our doorstep um, ready for us to minister to. What is working well with Eden We have a really, really strong relationship um, as a church um, and as a ministry with um, both the council um, and also the local school in our area. Um, That's come as a result of much, much hard work from the uh, staff team, which I'm not part of, um, but uh, like I said, my wife is part of. Um, just in terms of really trying to get in with the counselors, trying to gain their favor uh, with the school, trying to build a trusting relationship with the school, so that we just say you know we 're just here to bless you we 're just here to serve you like what is your need and we 'll come and help you with with that um, the In the video there you saw some people playing basketball um, that was they were playing basketball on a mugger, which is a multi use games area. Um, and we actually received a grant from the council a few years ago of £40,000 to have that mugger built on our church site um, just as a resource for the local community. Um, and that came about as a result of a lot of office hours um, from the guys in the staff team, but also just building that trusting relationship up with the council to say, we, you know, we want you to put this on our site. We want to become a hub for young people in our area. Um, the Eden Plus groups... Um, So EDEN is the uh, event that runs on a Friday night. We've started this year doing EDEN Plus groups. Um, Because we gather so many young people in on every other Friday, one of our challenges is it's very difficult to build strong relationships with individual young people. Um, And one of the ways we're trying to combat that is by building relationships with groups of maybe 8 to 10 young people. Um, And any members of our team are free to start these groups up. It's not something that we would necessarily start um, ourselves as the guys who are on the leadership team Um, but it's just whatever area they have a heart for if it's four young boys they have a heart for if it's 20 young girls they have a heart for they just have absolute freedom to say I think this would be a really good thing to do with these young people so we say okay let's pick a night midweek and let's go and try and build with these young people specifically um, and let's just cater to their needs. Let's do what they want to do. Let's have a pizza night. Let's have a, I think Ali's been running this year, a girls um, identity group covering topics such as um, self-confidence, sex, relationships, drugs, alcohol, the topic of true beauty, gifts and all sorts of other stuff. And that has been such an amazing time. Just Ali's, Ali and a, and a team have just had uh, about 10 or 11 girls coming into the church after school every Tuesday, I think it is. Um, just to talk about all those things and cover those topics and just speak truth into their lives. None of them come to church. They're all just from the school. They've all just connected through Eden. Um, But we've just had the chance to speak the truth of who God says they are into their situation. Uh, We also have, and this is very awkward because Emily's decided to come and sit in a seminar, so I'm going to talk about Emily and her family. Um, But integration into church life has been a massive, massive positive for us um, as we've built this ministry up. Um, And Emily is just a fantastic testimony of that Um, So Emily became a Christian about two or three years ago, um, having come along and attended Eden on a Friday night, building relationships with a few members of our team. Um, And we're not just passionate about seeing young people impacted by the love of God. We want their whole family transformed by the love of God. Uh, And what we've just seen in uh, what God has done in and through Emily um, and her family has been amazing. So over the course of the last couple of years, as Emily's faith has just gone on leaps leaps and bounds. Um, Her family have started to interact with the church. Her mum and dad um, are caterers. They have an amazing hog roast machine, um, and we're very good friends. We have a lot in common, particularly our love for large portions of meat. Um, And we said to them this year, uh, basically our catering team for New Day last year um, said that 2015 was going to be their final year, so we needed a whole new catering team. Um, And so Ali approached um, uh, Rob and Joe, who are Emily's mum and dad, and said, would you come and do the catering for us? We think you'd be brilliant. We'll get a team around you. We'll help you out. But could you come and do the catering for us? Um, And just had an amazing, amazing moment. So her dad's been coming and doing an Alpha course, and he's been, uh, I think he's definitely encountered God um, before he came here, but her mum's been a little bit more resistant. Um, And we stood in the big top in the first meeting on Monday night, and Emily's mum said, I'm just going to come down for the worship, just want to have a look, just like the worship. So she came just to have a look. And she stood in the meeting, and she stayed in for the whole of Simon's preach, and in the end she responded to Jesus and gave her life to him. And I just think that's amazing. (laughs) And that's what we're about. We're about God impacting young people through the big event that we do, through all the the glitz and glamour of the big event, but then seeing the true power of the gospel come through in individual situations to transform entire families, Um, and really believing God, particularly for Emily's family, that he's going to do amazing stuff through them. And also, we're going to have many other testimonies like that as well. Um, So we think that's going really well um, as part of the ministry. The challenges that we're facing... um, over the past uh, sort of 12 months, we've had a massive challenge uh, with the behaviour of some of our young people. So um, when you advertise to an entire community of young people that you're going to open your doors completely to anyone and everyone um, and that you're going to fill them with sweets and you're going to let them jump on bouncy castles and play football all night, you attract all sorts of young people, as you can imagine. Um, and we had a lot of our uh, young guys who we really do particularly have a heart for who are much more difficult... Um, they can be quite violent they kind of they 're sort of sitting at the sort of thirteen to fourteen year old age and they 're pushing into the wrong crowds, getting into drugs and girls and all that sort of stuff and um, We had a real issue uh, about um, well I think it was last term uh, where we banned a few of these boys for various other reasons, um, but because we struggled to enforce those bans. Um, because all we really had was either I chase them round our site and our car park until they leave, um, and I'm not very fast as you can probably imagine, um, or we just have to call the police. And the police are uh, lovely, lovely people. Um, but when you're saying you're phoning the police and saying we've said to this kid don't jump over the wall and he jumped over the wall, so can you come and get him, please? Uh, they don't often respond very quickly, and they're not often very happy when they do turn up. Um, so. We basically had a real problem enforcing to these guys that they had to stay away when they were banned. Um, And we had an incident where these two young boys who were on a ban basically came into the site um, and clocked a couple of our two younger um, people who were just having a great night um, and got caught up in in the wrong moment. So we had to really do something about that. Um, for Well, since the very beginning, we've been a youth group that's been about reaching anyone and everyone. Um, but we had to... I remember uh, myself, Wayne, Ali, and a few other guys sat in the pub, and we just said, we need to do something about this. Yes, we are all about reaching everyone and anyone, but we have to prioritise the safety of our young people. Um, the guys in Year 7 who just want to come and have a good time, we don't want one of them being on the receiving end of a right hook from a 15-year-old lad. Um, who, who needs to calm down a bit um, and so we've infor- we have basically got really strict uh, with our site rules um, but it's meant that we've ha- essentially pushed those young people away um, so we said you can't smoke on our site and a lot of them smoke so they just go and look for another place to smoke um, and all that kind of thing and so we're, we're, our biggest challenge I think going into September particularly is how we try and get that group back in in some way shape or form um, but not in the same context that they've been in before so It's great having a big event, but it does mean you you end up being quite exclusive about who you can say can come in and can't come in when it comes to the issue of safety. Um, Another challenge that we have is effectively communicating the gospel on a Friday night and in that setting. Again, when you have nearly 200 young people who you've pumped full of sugar and fizzy drink, and you say to them halfway through the night, right, everyone stop and come into this room here, and we're going to listen to a talk about Jesus... They kind of look at you and go, nah, thanks. And then you get the, maybe you get lucky one night and you heard them all into one room. They don't shut up. They don't listen. Um, and so we need to be re- we've, we've got a real challenge on our hands to be really intentional about how we really effectively communicate the gospel, not just through building good relationships and then doing stuff outside of Friday night. We want to be up front and open with the gospel um, with them on a Friday night. But at the moment, we need to get way more creative about how we do that. Um, another challenge that we have is team who are sold out for Eden. Um, do not hear me wrong here, we have a fantastic team of people who serve our event. Um, but one of the problems with being in a big church is that big churches have lots of ministries, and you often find that they have lots of ministries and you've got three or four people who serve on every single ministry. So in your team of 30, there'll be four of you who are focused solely on Eden, and everyone else will at least be on the kids team, or the welcome team, or the coffee and tea team, or the car parking team, or whatever. Um, So we really struggle to have a a larger number of people than we do at the moment who are solely focused and sold out for what we're trying to do um, through Eden. And yeah, we need to. That's another one of our challenges. We need to really invest in that over the course of the next year, um, so that we're not just built around one or two individuals who carry the vision, and then everyone else just turns up, does a few milkshakes, and goes home again. Top tips for people thinking of doing something similar: obviously, this is youth work on a very large scale, um, and to do youth work on this larger scale. Having said what I just said about we need committed team. You do need strong people around you, both physically strong people uh, for when it kicks off and when you've got 250 young people to look after while the two are fighting, Um, but also spiritually strong people, people that you can rely on, people who get it, people who are utterly, utterly sold out for the mission that you're trying to get, you're trying to achieve. We've got um, two guys, we've got actually, I think there's about 10 or 11 guys here at New Day this year who uh, we've just built with over the course of the last couple of years, Um, And they've come along this week. Um, And we've got two guys on our team, a guy and a girl, sorry, on our team, who we just basically essentially allocated these young people to and said, can you just serve these young people really well this week? Go where they go. If they go to engage, go to engage. If they come out of the meeting, come out of the meeting. Uh, And these two guys are just brilliant. We've been so, so blessed by them this week. They just get it. And we could not have done this week without them. These guys would not have gotten God where they've got this week without these two people who have just served them really well. But the reason why they're serving them really well is because they get what we're trying to do. They get that all we've brought them here for this week is for them to see God and to be changed by him and to have their lives move on in him. Um, and they, these two guys are just utterly, utterly sold out for that. They're not here. I, one of the, the guy particularly who I've been speaking to has not been to many meetings this week. Um, he's been a lot of, out of the time out in Engage or stood outside the toilet blocks waiting for one of them to stop having a meltdown about his hair or something like that. Um, So you need strong team around you. The second one, advertising and branding, may sound a bit strange um, because we're not Microsoft and we're not Apple and all that sort of stuff. Um, But advertising and branding are massive if you're going to try and go large scale in your community. Our culture is built around a sense of things needing to have a clear identity and a clear purpose and a clear mission behind them. If you don't communicate that effectively through a strong brand, through leaflets, you need to pump money into leaflets going out into schools, you need to do all that kind of thing if you're going to reach big in your local community. Um, Because our young people are bought into brands and things that are done well and all that sort of stuff so it may sound like a funny thing to say when you're talking about church youth work but actually it's important if you want to go big scale um, also be prepared to spend a lot of your budget on equipment that's going to last if you want to pull a large crowd in and all you've got is some skittles they're not going to hang around you need to be prepared to, I mean when Ali once told me how much a bouncy castle was to hire for two hours I nearly fell over but you need to be prepared to invest in it because they've got to have something to do when they get there um, And you need to put on a good event when they do get there. Um, So be prepared to splash the cash um, on the young people and on the event that you're doing. Uh, Zones, I should have deleted from that slide. So we'll just skip over zones. Um, Focused prayer. Focused prayer. At the outset of Eden, um, back in 2010, um, the team, so I wasn't actually around then, um, but the team that started Eden they spend hours and hours and hours in dedicated and focused prayer. If you do not get on your knees for your young people, and if you don't get before God and start interceding for them, you're going to struggle to see the change that you want to see in your local community. Um, we had a number of really significant, um, very way, way back in the early days, number of significant prophetic words that, led people to keep going when the times got tough to keep going when it was really draining staying up until half eleven at night to clean toilets after the young people had come in and trashed the place um one specific word that we had actually when we were still a youth group of about 80 people um was that god was going to bring 400 people through the door one day um at the time it seemed quite you know okay we'll put that one in a box somewhere and pretend no one ever said that um but actually, we did hit, and it believe me, it was crazy. We were not prepared for it at all. It was the grace of God that got us through that night where it did hit 400. But we hit 400 once. And that prophetic word that got brought at the beginning just kept us going when it was really tough. When we were hitting sort of 100, 150, and people were kind of saying, you know, is this really working? The guys that were leading it at the time were like, no, no, we're going to keep going. God has spoken to us about this, and we're going to keep going until we achieve what he's called us to And finally, get your young people involved in your ministry. Um, It's often said, isn't it, that the best people to relate to young people are young people. When I turn up in my brand new trainers on a Friday night and I try and kind of bowl over to them like, Hey boys, how you doing? Had a good week. They're like, jog off, mate. When a young person goes and does it, they talk to them because they're on their level. There's, some, there's a connection that they automatically have without even needing to try. We need to try a bit, don't we? There's a connection that they automatically have with their people their age that we don't have. And if you don't have young people on your team, you will struggle a lot more, not saying it's impossible, but you will struggle a lot more um, to connect well with your young people um, and to help them have a, a good time at your uh, event. Um, we have an amazing team of uh, young volunteers, we call them on a Friday, um, who just do an excellent job. They're calm... They get home from school, they stuff dinner down their faces and they run up to the church ready for set up and they get there for the time to pray beforehand and they're just fantastic. They're the best evangelists that we have in our team. They're the best prayers that we have in our team um, and they do an amazing job of getting involved as well. Um, So get young people involved in what you do. There you go.
0: Cheers, Tom. Okay, another very long 10 minutes, but great stuff. Um, so we'll, we will not go on past half past, because um, I know many of you have to go back. So we'll uh, get Jake up. And uh, if you've got questions, then these guys will stick around and you can come and ask them afterwards. So Great, thank you.
4: <clears throat> yeah, so I'm, I'm Jake. Uh, I'm from Bishop Stortford, and I absolutely love outreach. Um, I've done it for about 10 years now, back in Peterborough. I spent nine years um, investing in, in a community, and, and you know what? I spent nine years investing in that community, and I saw seven young people coming to church. Like, that blew me away. Like, I'd give another nine years to see another seven young people coming to church. So that's what, just why I do it. I love it. Um, thank you, Wayne. Wayne called me a friend. That's this just made my day. It's great. Um, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do it in ten minutes. Um, we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, let's go. So, I'm from the Thirst Youth Cafe, which is in Bishop Stortford. Um, It's been going for uh, about 21 months now, Uh, but in some heads it's been probably about five years. Um, But it it started from uh, the church going out onto the streets down to the skate park and talking to young people and just engaging with them where they are. And um, basically the council just said, look, you're doing a wonderful job. And you just need to do more. What can you do? So that kind of started like a three to four year journey of praying and dreaming and and seeking prophetic people just to speak into the journey. Um, But now we have uh, a shop front, uh, a shop right on the high street in our town with a pool table, a console, three touchscreens, computers. We've got software on these touchscreen computers that uh, have like sort of self-help stuff, which is just wonderful. Um, like uh, mental health websites, sexual health websites, money advice. It's it is brilliant. It's a rustic sort of setting. We spent a lot of money uh, making it look good. Um, and um, yeah, it's got cafe cafe area. We we sort of um, we do lots of uh, high sugar stuff, um, which I'm sure they love. Um, we're open Wednesday to Saturday, so we'd love to be open open more. But at the moment, volunteers we can only only do that. Our vision is to uh, engage and promote and develop uh, young people and the youth culture of Bishop Stortford. Um, and we, you know, we want to engage people, we want to uh, build strong relationships with young people, uh, being positive and good role models to them, keeping up to date with uh, culture and being relevant. Um, and I saw a young person wear my top, which basically means I'm relevant. Um, uh, we want to promote young people. We want to stand up for them. We want to be a place where they can express their talents um, and abilities. We want to develop them. We want to see young people, whether they're Christian or not, come to their full potential. Because that's God's God's will is for young people to to not kind of look at themselves and say, "Oh, I can't do anything." We want we want them to to be what they are uh, so that's physical uh, educationally emotionally and spiritual um we have values so we want to create a safe place uh, where all can be honored uh, where creative expression is encouraged and where young people are inspired to positive change um so why are we doing it uh, wayne was too busy so i couldn't ask whether i could recommend a non-christian book so sorry um this, this book here, here uh, is by Howard... Da, 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 I can't pronounce it. It's Onwards. It's about coffee. If you like coffee, you'll love it. But it's all about creating an atmosphere. It's about leadership. It's about um, bringing on people and leadership. I, I would highly recommend this book if you're wanting to do outreach, um, inviting people in. It talks about, in the first part, it talks about how we, uh, as as human beings, we have three places where we choose to engage with people. So the first one is home. We we love to engage people at home. The other one is work or school. And the other one is usually like a coffee shop or a youth club or something like that. And and we were like, man, we need to create a place for them long-term to come. So we, we'd love Monday to Sunday for, for people just to be like, this is my third space. I know that when I go to Thirst, um, I know I'm going to be loved, I'm going to be valued, and it's a safe place for me to come. And that's, that's really why we're doing it. So we're serving young people. We wanted to serve young people all the time. Um, we want to be able to um, see those people engaged with uh, properly. We, we also want to lower the crime rate as well, which we already have seen. I hope it 's through the project, but um, you know we 'll we'll wait and see um, okay so working what 's working well we 're an independent charity, so um, we we don 't we 're not joined to the church, um, which basically means that we can get funding from other sources like the lottery and and other places like that, and that works really well um, and uh, I would highly recommend that if you 're wanting to create a uh, A venue for young people if you're wanting to do a youth club that probably wouldn't work for you the church gives us money and the church give regularly to uh, church individuals give regularly to us as well we do a young people's volunteering scheme this is something that i love this is all about training young people giving them experience giving them um the ability to uh Time keep and and just just to grow in in all those things and and uh, you know hopefully it's only just started but you know they can go to uni and say I've been working in a, a cafe for the last four years I'd love a part time job and we just love to equip them in that way we use thirst as a as a base and that works really well so we we're also in a school we got ten mentors. Uh, in a local um, secondary school, and um, we 're also doing youth alpha there we 've already seen one person become a Christian, so uh, my seven young people in nine years is now down to six, which is brilliant um, so really we 're using thirst as a as a base for stuff, uh, and then we 're going out to to do lots of other other activities to engage them because um, we love just being out where they are. Um, what else works well is we use prophetic words to fuel our prayers and our uh, what we do. So we don't really want to go where he doesn't want us to, right? So um, we, we use that all the time. We meet every Wednesday to pray and we get the prophetic words out all the time and just be like, right, you said this. Come and make it happen, God. Come and make it happen. Um, some of the challenges... Um, we as a charity are always going to need money um, we um, look for about 25,000 pounds worth of funding every year um, which is a, a lot of money to, to find um, we employ me full time and we employ someone else part time um, and yeah we managed to do it so that's good isn't it well so far we have um, Volunteers is another another big one. Um, we we kind of say that um, to be a team leader, you've got to be a Christian, because we want the values to run through. And we think um, if you're if you're a Christian, you're on the same page as us. You want to see young people know Jesus, um, so that you can be on team and not not be um, not be a, a Christian. And we've already seen. Uh, uh, through conversations that's going on in the cafe, uh, team members just saying, can you pray with me? I'm going on holiday to Turkey and it's scary and I know you guys are Christians, can you pray? So it's not just young people that we're, we're having conversations with, it's also team as well and impacting them um, as well, which is great. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's a top tip, but I I couldn't go with just one, so I've got seven. Um, sorry. Um, so I love Mike Pivolacci. I love Joel Virgo, but I love Mike Pivolacci. He, he basically says, if you want to do anything with young people, just love them. Just love them. And if you got anything from my talk, I, I would just want you to just love young people. If you love young people, then they'll keep on coming back. Um, So maybe I should have just stopped there, really, but I've got some others. Um, We do a weekly prayer request, text, or email, and that's just to get church buy-in. So we do one success story um, and two prayer requests, and it just makes it easier for the church to engage with what what we're doing because we're not around the church building. We're on the high street and can sometimes feel a bit separate. We need to get buy-in from the elders we're lucky that our elders love what we're doing uh, and love uh, what's going on. So we don't want to create a separate thing. We want young people to, to make that transition from the Thirst Cafe into church and loving Jesus. So we need to keep, keep them close as well. Partner with other organizations. That's really important as well. Um, Sometimes as youth workers, we kind of feel like we just need to do it. And if we ask for help, then we're not as good youth workers. I've done that, but we need to partner with other organizations. We partner with uh, a local uh, organization that goes into schools. um, And that's how we got in to do the Youth Alpha um, is because we partnered with uh, other people we're not, we're not there to create this big thirst uh, place that does everything the best. No, we want to help others grow as well, and we learn through that as well, which is brilliant. Um, we've got an 80-year-old who volunteers in the youth cafe, so we need all ages. Like, we need grandparents to be in the cafe. We need grandparents. We need young people. We need twenty eight year olds we need you know we need all ages for young people to engage with and get to know um, not just twenty year olds um, we need to reflect, evaluate, and record um, because when you 're going for such a long time you need to go back and say, "Look at this, look at the growth look look what 's happening let's let 's keep going and we need to train and value team um, and I think I'd just like to end on love, love young people, love them and uh, call them friends.